Welcome to the Brian Buffini Show. Today we're going to hear Brian at a recent live event. It's a session called Future Proof Your Life, and I think you'll really enjoy today's content. If you'd like to hear him in person, then make plans to attend Brian's premier live event of the year, Mastermind Summit. It's held at the beautiful San Diego Convention Center, August 4th to the 6th. It'll be an amazing two and a half days of inspiring and powerful content that could very well change your life. Find more information over at buffiniandcompany.com slash mm. And be sure to stay tuned till the end. You'll hear how to get a bonus piece with today's episode. So let's dive in. The 10 scrolls. I'm going to be teaching on it at our mastermind this year. Ogmandino has been a great mentor to me, and I never met the man. And I have very few regrets in my life, but one of the regrets is I had a chance to go see him live in person, and I didn't. And here's one of the reasons I love America is a story like Ogmandino. A fellow who flew with Jimmy Stewart in the war, got PTSD, came back, became an alcoholic, lost his marriage, lost his relationship with his daughter, got to the point that he was broke, drunk, and felt worthless. The scene in Shawshank Redemption, where Morgan Freeman's looking in the pawn shop mirror, and there's guns there, and there's a compass there, that was based on the life of Ogmandino. That part. Because believe it or not, Stephen King, who's a writer, was a big fan of Ogmandino. And Ogmandino had $10 left in his name, and he was about to take out the 10 books and buy a gun and end his life. And it was the 23rd of December. He's in Cleveland. It's pouring rain. And he hears down the street, and they're practicing for a Christmas cantata at the local cathedral down there, and they're singing the Hallelujah Chorus. And he goes down, and he sits down. And while he's sitting down, comes to his memory something his mother told him when he was a child. She goes, you're going to be a great writer one day. You're going to be a great writer one day. You're going to be a great writer one day. And he goes, huh, I'm supposed to be a great writer one day. I guess I shouldn't buy that gun. Three years to the day that he's in that cathedral, he becomes the managing editor of Success Magazine. He'd been living in his car. In the last half of the 20th century, he sold 54 million copies of his books. The only book that sold more than Nagmandina was the Bible. And so he was so rich in wisdom and so rich in life. And I had a chance to go hear him at a real estate conference, and I didn't go. And it's one of the regrets I have. So now Beverly and I have a principle is when in doubt, go. That's our thing. If there's an event on, if there's a class on, if there's this, when in doubt, go. And it's amazing how many times those decisions are rewarded richly. Some of you had a hell of a time getting here. And when in doubt, you came. Is that true? And I hope you'll be richly rewarded for it as well. Those 10 scrolls are on my desk every day. My real estate mentor, the great Gene Coleman, who passed a couple of years ago. Gene and I did real estate together here in San Diego. And then those 10 ancient scrolls. And I walk into my office every morning. The first thing I do every morning is I read those things out loud. There's a little something for you. That's what I do. So I'm going to give you right now my keys to success. Okay? They're not my keys. I don't have it in the original. But I will share with you this is what I believe has helped me and has helped an awful lot of people. And I'm going to put them in three categories for you. The first is ambition. Next is gifts and abilities. And number three is dreams and goals. This combination forms a cocktail that's very unique to you for your own individual success. Ambition, 
gifts and abilities, dreams and goals. So, a number of years ago, all the real estate associations in Europe got together, and they started banging the drum that they wanted me to do a tour, to come and present the work and buy referral systems to each one of their communities of real estate. And it ended up being a worldwide tour. We were in South Africa, we ended up in Israel, all kinds of places. But I did seven countries in Europe in nine days, which was something. So in preparation, you know, if I go to speak to somebody, I don't care how old I am, if I'm up here in an oxygen mask, I'm going to be prepared. And so I interviewed each head of the real estate association in that country. And I said, okay, this and that, and what's the lay of the land? You know, I wanted to find out the nuances and differences in their market and so on and so forth. And then I'd say, now tell me, what's the one thing you'd like me to bring to your people? And they'd say, well, in one form or another, every single head of the seven countries in Europe said the same thing. Can you help my people be more ambitious? And I kept having to ask it in different ways. And I know this myself, and I'm going to say this not to be political. I'm just going to say America is having fantasy relationships with the word socialism. And there is a hell of a lot of unintended consequences that that has. And for those of us who grew up in a socialistic environment, because there's a lot of us here in America, (laughs) one of the unintended consequences is a lack of ambition. And if you saw the science behind here today, having hope, something to hope for, something to pursue, something to dream for, something you're in the pursuit of happiness, right? Life, liberty, and what? The pursuit of happiness. One of the things that makes this country so great is that you're guaranteed what? What are you guaranteed? What are you guaranteed in real estate? Nothing. But you're guaranteed what? To pursue When you got your license, it was a hunting license. Does that make sense? Going to go get me a listing. Stuff it and put it on the wall. So I want to show you this because, again, the faulty views of capitalism in the marketplace and whatever else, it's very important to understand the beauty behind this stuff. So here's what ambition is. It's an aim or objective that somebody's trying to achieve. Is that a negative thing? Okay? So an aim or objective that somebody is trying to achieve. There is a negative ambition. It's called selfish ambition. Okay? It's selfish ambition is talked about throughout history. Selfish ambition. Self-consumed ambition. Okay? But when you start to pursue the goals and dreams that are in your heart, you'll find that many of your desire and your ambition will actually be a positive influence on those around you. And that is one of the more beautiful parts of ambition. Okay? Bill Gates, fairly ambitious guy. Would you guys agree? Became at that time the wealthiest guy in the world. Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation is on the cusp of ending the second biggest killer on the continent of Africa malaria. He goes, okay, I can't take on AIDS. That's too big. I can't take on hunger. That's too big. But I can take on malaria. Are you guys with me? Very ambitious man. I'm going to say at the grand scheme of things, yes, he'll be remembered because he allowed people to have a personal computer. But that vehicle and that ambition, which was white hot, and I'm not saying perfect or saintly, has produced a byproduct that's going to end the second biggest killer in Africa. 
Are we glad he was an ambitious man, yes or no? The amount of inventions that came from the space program where Americans' ambitions were collectively put together, we're going to put a man on the moon and bring him safely to Earth by the end of the decade, Kennedy said, and everybody went hopping after it. And the amount of things that have been influenced because of that corporate ambition, the diseases that have been cured, the absolute advances in technology that happened because of the American space program, they say it accelerated the country 50 years ahead of itself within the next 10 years. Ambition is a beautiful thing when it's done for the right reasons in the right way. Does that make sense? Agbendino said this, failure will never overtake me if my determination to succeed is strong enough. One of the 10 principles in The Greatest Salesman in the World, if you've never read that book, it is the book that every salesperson must read, The Greatest Salesman in the World. And the one that kept me every time, that helped me get out of my poverty and my bad start was, I will persist until I succeed. I will persist until I succeed. I will persist until I succeed. Ambition. It's a strong feeling of wanting to be successful. How bad you want it. Scale of 1 to 10. Scale of 1 to 10. Listen, how bad do you want it? There was a movie called The Untouchables. It was about crime in Chicago that wasn't politically motivated, so it was a very unusual movie. And so, do you guys ever see The Untouchables? And Sean Connery plays an Irishman. So for a Scotchman to play an Irishman, it's a major step up. (laughs) Everyone's got to have a go. And he's challenging this young fella, Elliot Ness, and he's challenging him, he's mentoring him, and he goes, what are you prepared to do? What are you prepared to do? He says, they put one of your guys in the hospital, you got to put one of his guys in the morgue. What are you prepared to do? What he was asking him was, how bad do you what? How bad do you want it? What's your number? If I was to look at a film, a documentary of your life last year, let's say we just sent a camera crew to follow you around in your work day. How bad do you want it? Now, let me, listen to me. Listen to me now. Listen to me. This is the key. You might give yourself a number, and everybody gives themselves whatever number. Maybe you're a four or a five or a six or seven. Here's what success looks like. It's not a ten. Here's what success is. If you're a six, success is seven. If you're a four, success is a five. Are you guys with me? This is the magic. This is the magic. Because discouragement comes when we set ourselves up. I'm a four. I need to be a ten. I haven't worked out in a year and a half. I'm going to run the San Diego Marathon. Try walking and drink water first. (laughs) If you can do that for 30 days, right? Get on a step mill. And that's the key to this. How bad do you want it? Elvis Presley. Ambition is a dream with a V8 engine. Uh-huh. Ambition is a desire to change your circumstances. A desire to change your circumstances. I wrote a book called The Emigrant Edge. I was motivated by, I was on a panel and a discussion. Harvard Business did a study that said... of millennials believe that the American dream had passed by their generation. And 50% of their parents said their kids won't have it as good as they would. And everything in my being screamed out, and everything I know about the economy, and everything I know about the market and the level of capital said not only is it wrong-headed, it's completely false. 
And so we went on a journey, and we wrote this book, and we created a bit of a stir. It was great stuff. And what I did was I wrote a book called The Emigrant Edge, and it was about the seven principles of people who came here with nothing to this country and pursued their American dream, and how many of them went on to become very, very successful. And my challenge to an American audience is, this is the place everybody's trying to get to. What would they do with your opportunity? What would they do with your database? What would they think of the resources you have? And the more people travel, I'm telling you, the more you can get out of America, the more you'll come back and appreciate America. Are you guys with me? Okay. I often find it's the people who just haven't traveled very much and what they have to say. Because I have an appreciation for all these other places. But when I get off the plane, I kiss the ground. Dale Carnegie said, it's the way we react to circumstances that determine our true feelings. The challenges we face. And so what I'm going to say to you is, let your ambition burn bright, but don't let it turn into selfish ambition. Turn it into something that's going to benefit you, those you love, those around you, your customers, your community, your culture, if you want to think that big. Are you guys with me? Why not you? I was a fellow sitting in a seminar. Why not you sitting here today? Your story's not finished. The game's not over. You don't even know what chapter of the book you're in. Are you with me? Amazing what you're capable of, big and small. Small in regards to the level of focus you have on the folks that are right with you underneath your nose right now and the impact you can have. Here's the thing. Let me tell you. I've presented to millions and millions of people. My number one audience is six people whose names begin with the letter A. So that's the first level of my impact. Does that make sense? And if I can't impact them, then why would I bother trying anywhere else? Let that ambition burn bright. By the way, this is the place where ambition grows well. Okay, America is a place that just rewards that stuff. If it's done right, you get to have it all. You get to win. You don't have to sell your soul for your ambition. You can do both and, not either or. Next, your natural gifts and abilities. Now, this is important that you're self-connected. How many of you have seen somebody who's very earnest, very sincere, very devoted, doing the wrong thing? Could I see your hands, please? I get this all the time. Brian, I want to be a speaker just like you. I want to do what you do. I just want to do what you do. Okay, tell me about that. And I've seen people, I mean, turn their lives sideways, work hard at it, devote themselves fully to it, but they don't have the gift for it. They don't have a talent and a gift to start with, and now they're trying to turn themselves into something they're not designed to be. Do you guys know what I'm talking about, yes or no? Now, you take your natural gifts and abilities, and you put skills behind it. You put ambition behind it. Now you're well on your way to becoming great and ultimately a master of who you are. And so that's why years ago I said, when we're coaching people, day one, I was 28 when I started Buffini Company. I said, from day one, we have to be able to find a way to know how people are naturally wired. And we searched it out, and we researched it out, and we did an arrangement with a company called AMI, and it was where the heritage profile came from understanding people's natural gifts and abilities so that we could, hey, hey, here's how this person's word. To date, we've done, I think, what is it, Kev? Over 80,000 profiles, is it? 80,000 heritage profiles, no two the same. Doesn't that make sense? There's only a 1,000 people in this room today. There's no two set of fingerprints in here identical. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about this. There's no two set of fingerprints in this room identical. 
That's why when we've had 80,000 heritage profiles, of course, no two have been identical. Does that make sense? You have your natural gifts and abilities. I love this quote that says, your talent is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift back to God. Next, once you become aware of your abilities, now what you want to do is learn to manage those gifts. You want to manage them. You don't just let them born free. You want to learn how to manage them. You want to learn how to get more out of them. You want to make sure that they don't come back and choke you. Okay? How many of you have had a heritage profile done in here? Okay? As you learn your heritage profile, and it's years and years in the works with this. It's one of the reasons why we have Kevin at all the Game Changers event. Is understanding that it's much more complex than you think. You're more complex than you think. Understanding that your natural gifts, when you use those gifts, man, everything comes easy. What we want you to do is leverage what you're good at, even in this simple little system. Here's the thing. We have people who are more gregarious, and there's people who are more introspective. Great. So guess what? The gregarious folks, we get them doing client parties, and they start flying. Now, if you're an introspective person, we won't be pushing you to do something you hate. Your parties are going to suck. People go, oh, I survived that. Oh, my God. They stood in the corner and wouldn't talk to anybody. It was like being at a funeral. Okay? But what can the introspective person do? Real good at writing notes. And on occasion, we can get them to make some calls. Are you with me? Yes or no? So that's the key is what we try to do is match up a person's natural gifts, what they're naturally wired to do, to then go do more of that. Go be great at that. Go be great at that. You know, I've had people who not only have tried to knock off our system and been speakers, we we have people who try to develop an Irish accent. (laughs) They're a lousy version of me, just like I'd be a lousy version of them. We had a phrase years ago we came up with in the coaching department, just being yourself good enough to be great. Your coach is not trying to get you to do stuff against your will. The coach is trying to get you to lean into who you are and do more of it and share that with more people. Does that make sense? Use your fingerprints, the way you're wired, okay? So we want to use it, and we also want to not misuse it, okay? We have to learn to withhold it. I have this gift. I just don't want to do it all the time. I have to learn to manage it. We have to use the gas and the brake. Does that make sense? But like one of my heritage attributes is a refiner. A refiner is always trying to make something and someone better. Is that a good quality? You guys are here. How many of you like the fact I'm trying to make you better? I just can't do it all the time. Try living with that. Yeah? So here's the thing. I had to learn how to handle this very early on because I was always championing the kids. Hey, we could do this. The kids would be running in the backyard. I timed them. Oh, if you, if you lowered your LL, we could get around faster, right? And that's whatever. Everything was about getting better and better. And my bride just mentioned to me one time, she goes, hey, it's real important they know that you love them for who they are too, right? Ooh. Right? Not as far as if you do this, then I love you more. Or, or you do this. No, I was, I was like, because I'm all about getting better and better. So boom, okay. So you have to learn to leverage your gifts and manage your gifts. How many of you are very motivational? You're, you're good at getting people fired up and motivated. Great. Can you see how sometimes on an appointment you need to shut up? Yes? Because you're like, ha, 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 ha. You just talked them right out of the sale. And they're like, just let it end. 
just let this presentation end. And then they get quiet. And because they get quiet, you feel like you need to motivate them even more. Play it again, boys. Another chorus. How many of you are somewhat quiet, more facilitative, want people to come to their own conclusions? Can I see your hands? Okay. You're actually trying to figure out the conclusion before you raise your hand. I like that. Sometimes you need to get up on it a little bit because sometimes you're dealing with a customer and they don't think you're that into it. They don't think you're that into it. You're waiting for them to make a decision. The hard thing in life for people is to make a decision. Sometimes they need someone to help them make a decision. Are you guys with me? So sometimes like managing your ability in that regard is, hey, let's go. Even though it's kind of against your nature a little bit, like let's go. So we learn to become aware of our abilities, push hard, leverage that ability, and then also learning how to pull it back, throttle back. If that makes sense, say I. Powerful. It's good stuff. Not like Ben Franklin, America's first millionaire. said, hide not your talents, for use were made. What's a sundial in the shade? Honest to goodness, everyone in this room knows that to some degree, in some aspect of their life, they have some area of sundial going on in the shade. And rather than beat yourself up and call yourself a loser and do this stuff, and I got to be perfect and I got to be a 10, maybe it's can I get half an hour out in the sun instead of none? Are you guys with me? Okay. All right, let's keep going. You have your ambition, you have your natural gifts and abilities, then you have your third part dreams and goals. Okay? Dreams, the possibility of doing something or that something might be the case. And what happens with goals, as we talk about them, goals and dreams are, are separate things, by the way, and we'll talk a little bit about this. But the fact of the matter is sometimes we actually accomplish a lot of things. A lot of people in this room have gotten an awful lot of stuff done and done very well. And what happens is you check off the boxes, and then what happens is you go to set a new goal, and it just doesn't do anything for you. By the way, that is one of the consequences or side effects of success. I've had more people write goals than anyone in the world. Over three million people who've been through our events have physically written goals with me. No one in the world's ever done anything like that. Guess what Mr. Goal Setter has had trouble with last year? Setting goals. Here's the thing. I've already achieved things I never even dreamed of. Does that make sense? It's getting kind of funny. And now it's, I'm having to develop in how I go about goals and the things I'm trying to set goals for. And it's a maturing process. It's not always fun. Because the things that used to kind of motivate me don't kind of motivate me now. Does that make sense? I used to get motivated because I was broken poor. I haven't been broken poor in decades. So setting goals about not being broken poor don't exactly do much for me. Are you guys with me? And so your goals have to develop as you go through different seasons in your life and different places in your life. And I'll be candid with you. I've had to work harder on this than I have in a long, long time. But I know this, and I've become very aware of this, You've got to have something to hope for. And without something to hope for, hope is an amazing thing. Maybe the best of things, Red. And hope never dies. And it can pull people through cancer. It can pull people through divorces. It can pull people through sickness. It can pull people through bankruptcy. It can pull people through whatever bad diagnosis they got. It can pull people through kids are sideways, life is sideways, circumstances are sideways. Hope is a powerful thing. And so we all have to have something to hope for. So let me put some concrete stuff to it. Let me kind of give you this dynamic of dreams, okay? 
And the dream is kind of a fanciful word because it kind of gets you beyond, okay? First of all, dreams are a picture. A picture's worth what? Say it again. A picture's worth? In our minds, our minds are very, very graphically focused. Have you ever walked up to somebody and go, I can remember your name, but I can't remember your face? Is that right? No? We see in pictures. So we need to have pictures, physical pictures and visual pictures of what can be, of what we are hoping for. Does that make sense? This is one example, but if you walk through Buffini and Company and take a tour, how many of you have ever taken a tour through the facility? Okay, It's kind of like the Disneyland for personal growth and development. And you'll see an awful lot of people have for themselves on display a gold board. Things they want to do and things they want to go be and who they want to be. Boom, just different things that are important to them. But it's a picture in your mind. How bad do you want it? There should be pictures around. Next, those pictures will energize your mind. We talked today about how powerful the mind is. How about you get a workout for the mind, that energy, and you're here. If you're here instead of somewhere else, I already know who I have. This is a way for me to sort and qualify the database. The kinds of people who would come to an event like this for a couple of days and fly and risk the 63-degree temperatures. Those kind of people. Those kind of people. You're the kind of folks that already are looking for something. You're already committed to it. And now let's just go to the next step. And so this event will energize your mind, for sure. The camaraderie with your colleagues in the audience will energize your mind. And pictures will also energize your mind, those dreams. And ultimately, they empower you to achieve. I love this quote here. I've got to share this one. This is a former president of India who has a remarkable story of where he came from. And he says, a dream is not that which you see while sleeping. It is something that does not let you sleep doesn't let you sleep. So we want to be empowered to achieve. Power up. Okay? You know, it's funny. America sells 10 times the number of energy drinks it did just 10 years ago. We're just powering up all the time. But that's the kind of power up that wears off. It's caffeine and other stuff induced to juice the system in short term. But you can be on fire. You can be juiced. You can live being juiced by having a picture in your mind. It'll persevere you through anything. The great Walt Disney said, if you can dream it, you can do it. I'll tell you someone who inspires me. I didn't know I would do this, whatever else. But in the back of the room is my daughter, Anna. Okay? So Anna Buffini, since she was 10 years of age, has been getting out of bed at 5.30 every morning. Never once in the last 14 years have I had to wake her up, or her mother had to wake her up. She has a dream in her mind. She goes out to the barn, works the horses, works with them, challenges, all the stuff, all over every day, every day, seven days a week. She was up, who knows how early this morning, she was popping by, she'd come to hear mom speak, not me, I understand. <laughs> she says, there's only two things in life a girl needs, a horse to love and a jackass to pay for it, right? And that's it. <laughs> Now, 
Of the 14 years she's been riding her horses, the thing about it is, she wants to go to the Olympics. She's won the U.S. National Championship twice, okay? Uh, led America to the Nations Cup Championship two years ago, first time America had ever won. But of the 14 years she's been riding competitively, six of those 14 years, her horses have been injured at the time of the big competitions. And she's worked seven days a week, 15, 16 hours a day, most days, works out and does college online to get her degree. And six out of 14 years, she can't compete because the horses are injured. Because it's all about the horse. Now, that's inspiring to me. I know how bad she wants it. So that's why I'm all in. I'm all in. When people know how bad you want it, people will be all in on you too. When your customers know how bad you want it, they'll be all in. When your customers know how bad you desire to serve, they'll not only be all in on you, they'll tell their friends. She's all in. He's all in. The reason I refer you is because you're all in. Does that make sense? Not obsessive, not 24 hours a day slave to it, just this is what I want. This is what I'm passionate about doing. I love handing people a set of keys that never thought they'd own a set of keys. I love helping people get from that house to that house and from that school district to that school district and get that family into a different situation they never thought would ever happen. I'm going to hand it to them. I'm going to embarrass a friend of mine. He's my commercial realtor. His name is Ron. Ron, can I get you to stand up for a second? I know he's the most private man in the world. I'm going to tell you a story. Just give me a wave there for a second, Ron. That's the most I'm going to get. There it is. That's... Now, he is a pro's pro. And he has been involved in some mega deals here in San Diego. The other day, I referred him my trainer, who needs a small little place to lease. And I watched this man, who's handled bazillion-dollar deals with many millions of dollars in commissions involved, handle this guy like he was the biggest client he had. Are you guys with me? And Ron has helped me buy all the headquarters for Buffini and companies and this and that and the other, and we've done big deals together. But that is the stuff. And I watch that, and I watch him as a pro, and he's a guy who's been doing this for decades and decades and decades. And here's the deal. You watch somebody work like that, it just makes me want to refer him more to everything I got. Are you guys with me? And Ron, I appreciate your professionalism. You are a man among boys, let me tell you. How bad do you want it? Here's the thing. You can combine your dreams for yourself, your family, your loved ones, with your ambition, and pour it into serving your customers, and the more you give it out to them, the more your dreams are likely to come true. Is this making sense? My father used to say, give it out in slices, it comes back in loaves. In loaves. I've had one singular focus since I started this lark 23 years ago. We were going to coach every person we had like they were the only person we were ever going to have. That's it. And we're just going to pour our resources and time into the person we had, and that was it. And we've done these events where we couldn't keep ballrooms and convention centers big enough. And it continues to grow and continues to grow and continues to grow year after year, decade after decade. Because people can tell that. People can tell that. Are you guys with me? So, I'm going to give you some how-tos. Because that's what we do. Here's how to what's called dream storm. Okay? You ever had a brainstorm? This is dream storming. Number one, remove all the limits of your current circumstances. This is critical. How am I going to do that? How am I going to pay for this? I don't know how to do this. I don't know. 
You write down one of these dreams. I don't know how to do that. If you knew how to do it, it's called a checklist. If you already knew how to do a dream, it's not a dream. It's a checklist. It's a to-do list. It's Monday. You did it yesterday. Well, I know how to do that. And I'm going to write a new one. You won't know how to do it. You probably won't have the money. You probably don't even know what you need to know. But you probably do know everyone you do need to know who can help you on the journey. Are you guys with me? So, remove all the limits of your current circumstances, your family situation, your financial situation. No matter what it is, you have to remove yourself, even temporarily, to allow yourself to dream from your current circumstances. If that makes sense, say aye. Okay? How many of you would say you have some current pressing circumstances that are very challenging for you that kind of inhibit you? Can I see your hands? Great. So when we go to set some goals here in about 15 minutes, I want you to listen. I want you to write those goals as if those circumstances are not in place. Now, here's what I promise you. By 5 o'clock tonight, those circumstances will be back in place. (laughs) But for 15 minutes, can you act as if they're not and think from that spot because that's the spot. When Kennedy said, we're going to put a man on the moon, bring him safely to Earth by the end of the decade, America had not successfully launched an unmanned rocket that did not explode. They didn't know how they were going to do it. They didn't know who was going to pay for it. But they got it done. And you guys know, if you know my history, my great admiration for the American space program, whether it was Neil Armstrong or whether it was uh, whoever, you name them, I've had the first man on the moon on my jet. I had that last man on the moon on my jet. I've been into that forever because I so admired the country coming together, but it was the vision that brought people together. And he made that speech before they knew how to do it. And the great joy in the American society for those people who went and pursued it, and they made the impossible possible. Are you guys with me? You can do the same with your life. And by the way, paying off your credit cards is probably not as hard as putting a man on the moon. But then again, (laughs) number two, search for pictures and images that inspire you. Now, the flip side of this is try to avoid pictures and images that don't inspire you. Here's what I've decided to do. I have two little techniques I've incorporated since um, December. I used to have my phone by my bed because it was my alarm clock. Uh, But I would wake up and I'd start reading the news feeds and the this and that and the other. And I found I was having a crappy start to the day every day. So now, my, first of all, my phone is in my bathroom where it's charging. And I bought a thing called a clock. <laughs> the next thing is I started deleting a lot of the feeds and the news feeds that I used to read. And then I made a goal with myself. One of the beautiful things that your iPhone does for you now is once a week it gives you a readout on how many hours you're on and if your screen time was up or down. So I have a goal. And the goal is not to eviscerate and eradicate. The goal is this, every week have less screen time than I did the week before. And I have a little bet with my 16-year-old Amy, who loves to kind of, here's what I'm doing, Dad. How are you doing? I can't find my phone. It's out of its battery. (laughs) Search for pictures and images. Because if the negative pictures are there, that will demotivate and disinspire you and make you hopeful to hopeless. There's a lot of nonsense on your phone right now, there are people trying to send you messages, what's called clickbait. You guys know what this is, right? They get paid for coming up with an outlandish headline to get you to click on it. And if they get you to click on it, they get paid a penny or a quarter of a penny or whatever it is. Are you guys with me? Their job is to get you to click. 
And that's why you see the rhetoric so crazy now, the politics so bizarre now. And bizarre, like WWF wrestling bizarre. Right? Crazy stuff. So we got to watch it. We got to watch it. I watch myself. Because there's things I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about coming to America and entrepreneurism. But there's things I, I got to avoid that. I just got to avoid it. And I got to replace it with something. Okay? If anyone's ever tried to quit smoking, you can't just say, I want to quit smoking. You have to replace I'm going to quit smoking, drink more water. I'm going to quit smoking, start exercising. You have to replace something with something. So how about researching your dream? How about images for your dream? How about learning more about your dream? Use Google in a positive way. Learn everything about what you need to know in order for you to pursue the dream. Do you know everything you need to know about it? So then the dream storm is you translate your dreams into goals. And that's what we're about to do. We're going to practice a form of goal setting that's been very handy. And I've taught all kinds of goal setting, invented forms of it. This has been the most practical and that's been the most effective for the three million people we've worked with. Okay? So the first thing is we want to do 10-day goals. And the 10-day goals, the power in them is they get you started. Okay? doesn't have to be earth-shattering. They're not put a man on the moon type goals. It might be clean my desk goals. It might be wash the car goals. Go for a walk five days a week goals. Are you guys with me? So 10-day gets you started. Then you want 10-month. They keep you going. Okay? So keeps you going. That's what a 10-month goal will do for you. And then the five-year goal. Five-year goal, what that does, gives you hope. Someone to love, something to do, something to hope for. So you see those five circles on all the logos on the workbook and so on and so forth. And this has been the, the logo of the company for years and just taking a, a more complete, holistic approach to things. Spiritual, family, business, financial, personal. To be able to set goals. The personal is mental and physical well-being. And so being able to set some goals in these different areas because it's not just about business, okay? It's about life too. And so what we have is something very simple, okay? You got some 10-day goals. You got some 10-month goals. And it says, I will. Can you say those words with me? Okay. So in the next 10 days, I will. In the next 10 months, I will. In the next 10 days, I will. In the next 10 months, I will. In the next 10 days, I will. In the next 10 months, I will. You're setting the course. You're making a decision. You're using your resolve. I will do this. In the next 10 days, I will financially. In the next 10 months, I will financially. And then personally. In the next 10 days, this can be working out, exercising, or self-development, self-care. And then lastly... It says, my dream, business, and life. And this says, by 2024. Now, doesn't that sound like a a science fiction movie? (laughs) How many of you have been coming to these seminars for a long time? We kind of overestimate what we can get done in a year, but we radically underestimate what can happen in a decade, and with that half a decade. And that five years is going to go by in the blink of an eye. So let's make the blink be something we want to watch, something we want to see. We have a chance, and this is the beauty of the freedoms that we live in, in the environment we live in in North America, is that truly in North America, if you can dream it, you can do it. And you're allowed to do it. You're allowed to pursue it. You're guaranteed the pursuit of what gives you hope. And what I want you to think about, what's your dream business and your dream life look like? And just kind of do the very best you can. And everybody does this stuff differently. There's no wrong way or right way, but just do the very best you can. Just kind of get outside your head and go, 
man, if I could wave the magic wand and everything happened just right. Crazy good. Like out of my mind good. Let yourself go there for a few minutes. Let reality check it at the door for right now. Does that make sense? I came here with 92 bucks in my wallet and somebody said to me, one day you'll head up this company that has hundreds of millions and almost a billion dollars in sales and transform all these people. Get out of here. They didn't give me that kind of good stuff in the hospital. It's amazing what can happen. And it's not just for the person next to you or somebody else. It's like, why not you? Why not at least let your mind go drift into that place? We're going to be real practical. We're going to do some 10-day goals because 10-day goals get you what? 10-month goals keep you. And five-year goal will give you... Great. For those of you new to our format, we're going to play some soft, classical, Baroque-style music. Relax the right side, entertainment, ADD, seeking side of the brain, which is overly exercised right now. Do not be looking at your freaking phones. If you can hold your bladder, hold your bladder. And just go. Give yourself this gift right now, away from the crazy business, to give to yourself. What are you going to do in the next 10 days in these different areas? Okay, what are you going to do in the next 10 months? And then if you could just wave a magic wand and everything came together, dream scenario, five years from now, what would your dream business and life look like? Have a go. How many of you got some 10-day goals written? Great. Make that your list. I'm going to attack these. And you need to attack those 10-day goals with everything you have because your five-year dream depends on it. How many of you didn't finish your five-year dream? Great. You're really not supposed to. What I want you doing is you're going to be thinking about this and giving it its proper thinking time. Now that we've just done this exercise, a whole dynamic just took place psychologically. What happened is neural pathways in the brain are firing and now pictures are started in the mind. Let those pictures come. And it'll come in the shower, when you're out for a walk, when you're exercising, having a conversation. Make sure you have access to write things down. Thoughts are going to come to you in the next seven days that'll be clarifying and powerful in a way you haven't had in a long time. And just keep adding and just keep adding and just keep adding. Does that make sense? And it's going to flow out of you, I promise you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. If you're a Buffini Insider, we have a bonus audio piece for you called Mastery, the Key to Your Future. To hear this and grab any past bonus content, visit thebrianbuffinishow.com slash insiders. And as we finish here today, I'll leave you with a little Irish blessing from Brian's mum, Therese. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.